This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is sponsored by Fisher Skis. Guys, I finally got to mount up my Fisher Ranger 102. And I forgot how good it was. I skied it a couple times last year, but I got on it today. It was a little boilerplate here on the East Coast. I didn't get the snow like Vermont got. And I'm still in Buffalo. I'm telling you, this ski is agile and supple. I don't want to say it's soft because it holds on hard snow, but it's buttery, it's smooth, it's so much fun, and it is my go-to ski for this season. If you haven't yet, go to fishersports.com. You can look at all the specs, you can geek out, go to your local dealer, hop on a demo. I'm telling you, this new Ranger line is insane. It is so good. I pair it with the Ranger 130 boot. It's a great do-it-all boot. You can do some touring in it if you'd like. Uh, you put it, lock it down, and it's a 130 flex boot. Unbelievable pairing. I'm telling you, go to fishersports.com. Check out the Ranger 102. Like, I wouldn't lie to you, and this ski absolutely rips. But it's fun. I'm telling you. Rips but fun. That should be the slogan. I think... A lot of people think Fisher and they think racing, which they do it and they do it damn well. And they get scares some people with their free ride, if I'm being honest. This is the ski that it's going to prove everyone wrong. Go check out Fisher Sports. Go to your local shop. Ask for the Ranger 102. Tell Mr. Item X sent you. They'll probably charge you more. You will be blown away by this ski. Yeah, love that. Let's hop right into another one. Alpine Vans. You guys know them. Cody Townsend's got one if you're watching the 50 Project. My favorite thing about these vans is they're built to explore. You can go to alpinevans.com, check it out. They build four-season vans. They're ski-optimized. They're RVs, technically. They have everything you need. They have a heated closet, so all your gear will be nice and dry for the next day. They've got a heater under the seat. They've got swivel seats. Bump out so you can sleep plenty of people. Four-wheel drive options. They're practical. They're beautiful. They're tough. They're durable. They thought of everything. They didn't just build it out of particle board where you'll be upset. Like in the long run, these things are built to last, built with adventure, you know, in mind. Built to explore. Go to alpinevans.com. Check it out. And now for my guest this week. Sometimes you interview people and they don't need an introduction. And that's my guest this week, Sage Kotzenberg. Been around a long time, turned pro at 16 years old, won an Olympic medal. He just won, I mean, not just, but let's say last season, natural selection in Jackson Hole. He went from a slope style rider to a free rider. He, at 29, I think, he's a staple in snowboarding. We, t we talk about everything. We talk about the LTC crew talk about what it's like going pro so young talk about the olympics a little bit it's such a great episode and i got to do it in person so i have to give a shout out to meteorite pr and our friends over at db journey because they sent me out there to interview sage he did a whole bag launch it's all available online now so go peep that type that in your little google machine sage has a full custom colorway custom line of things coming out he's got some more exciting things coming out down the line that i can't tell you about yeah it's sage gotzenberg like that is surreal for me to say out loud 
So Sage, thank you for your time. And I hope you all enjoy this episode as much as I did. Cool, Sage. I'm going to let you introduce yourself because like <laughs> I can look up your Wikipedia. <laughs> it's actually funny when you Google your name. It's all Olympics. It's right, all, like, I'm sure. I'm like, I don't give a shit about Sage. I know that story. Give me more. Right. But so who is Sage to Sage? Yep. Uh, yeah. Everyone uh, who knows me and doesn't know me. My name's Sage Kotzenberg. I'm 29 years old. I reside in Park City, Utah. And... You know, general gist to me is I love winter. <laughs> I like snowboarding. Um, I like just being in, in the snow as much as possible and just being outdoors. So me as a person who I think I am is an outdoors person and just, yeah, somebody loves being in the mountains. Were you always an outdoors person? Pretty much since I was a kid. I think it was just growing up around Utah. There's so many mountains and trails and it's just easy to be outside there. And all of my friends wanted to either like bike or run, you know, run, hike, go to lakes, snowboard, ski, whatever it was. It was like everything was outside. Uh, so super fortunate to grow up in a place like Utah where you can access the outdoors so easily because it literally became my whole entire life. <laughs> and yeah, now, it, yeah, now I have my profession is basically like being outside in the cold. <laughs> which is always like, I grew up playing basketball, like indoor, you know, I played five, that was my whole life. And then I met this, my buddy Colin and his whole family were like the outdoors family. Right. And I always say their whole family ruined my life. And he's a fucking lawyer now. No way. And I'm like, come on. Like I was on track to do that. And now he's doing it, but it is so like, I've ruined my life doing this and I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's pretty common around people that are in the outdoors so much is that you lose a little, little side of, you know, the, the other stuff. And it's more about the moments along the way. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to regret I mean, I'll have regrets, but like when I'm 70 <laughs> and like probably working at a gas station because I didn't make enough money, I'll be like, I had a good life. Hey, you can live in this Airstream we're in right I now. I hope so. Yeah, I know, I'll be squatting. Is, this thing's sick. So my question to you, to start this off, really, you're 29? Yep. You've got an Olympic gold medal. You have four X Games medals. Yep. Snowboard of the year twice. Let me think. Natural selection. Yeah. I'm not even looking at my cheat sheet. Uh, <laughs> You're doing good. <laughs> so my question is, I'm sure there's plenty, plenty, plenty more. But my question for you is, what goals are on the fridge? Right. Yeah. I mean, since I was a little kid, I've always had goals on my fridge. And um, I change it up every year. I like to, I like to switch things up a lot, which is part of the reason why when I was competing in Slopestyle and Big Air... I would do good or, uh, you know, saying the Olympics, I just, yeah, I wanted to be, I wanted to win it. And then after that, I didn't in the moment have the desire to go back. I was like, okay, what's next? You know, that's just how I've learned that I operate. Um, I end up doing something if, and, you know, try to check that off my goals list and then moving on to the next one. So right now I actually just got back from bald face lodge for this avalanche course. And I would really like to get guide certified, um, it take a couple of years. It'll be like, you know, a long term goal, like three to five years out of getting, you know, getting all the certs and everything. Yeah, it's but not would, easy. Yeah, it's not. It's not that easy, and it definitely dives into a lot of snow science and, <laughs> and you know, honestly, like weather meteorology and everything too. So I've been going pretty deep into that. I think I'm getting close to being ready. Uh, it, it's balancing the schedule between trying to go film stuff, do stuff for sponsors, and then something like getting guide certified would be a little outside of that. So 
that's something I'd, I'm definitely like putting on my goal list right now and would be really excited about. I always think it's so funny when like you were a park kid. Right. Right. Like <laughs> yeah, I was a park rat. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm sure most people listening now have listened to your bomb hole episode, but you like hike rails on a powder day or hike jumps on <laughs> yeah. a powder day. And you're like, these are days we hope for. And now it's funny. You're not old. But like in your career, you're old almost. Not saying you don't have a ton of time left in your career. I yeah, mean totally. That, like you got no. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying for sure. I think for me, you know, t- I turned pro when I was 16 and doing the Dew Tour over uh, just close to here up at Breckenridge, and uh, ending up like winning the Dew Cup that year and podiuming at X Games. So I was really young coming into the pro competitive scene. That that's why after when I was 23 or 24. It was almost 10 years into it. It's insane. And, and, I, and I was like, I'm so ready for the next step, you know, because because I knew I know that the time is limited for snowboarding and just action, just any sport in general, right? And I wanted to make the most of it. So, um, yeah, from being a park rat back in the day, hiking on powder days to now, you know, powder day, I'm like <laughs> nerding out on snow crystals and seeing where we can go split board or go snowmobile or something and, and get some turns in is, is funny for sure. Yeah, it's a. Do you miss? Well, do you still hit rails? Or are you pretty done with that? I hit rails, like especially in the early season. I'll I'll jib up a bit. Like we'll, we'll we'll hit Woodward and like we'll go to Woody's and just you know we'll smack some metal then. But then when the real season starts, I'm like, okay, let's back off those things. Those things are scary nowadays. Yeah, do you miss it or like you still get your fill? I still get my fill doing it. Like I'll I'll pop a couple two seventies here and there on some rails, and I'm like, all right, that's enough for me. I you still know? got it. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good to go. Um, and then my my focus is mainly just you know you know riding pow and or like hitting jumps and stuff and just the board difference right like right. i've been riding with my park skis for the last month yeah because it's just been yeah, like yeah. shit a little and rocky and, and you're yeah. just like you could just trash but then you put a real ski or board on and you're like yeah here we go Whoa, yeah. like this is you forget you yeah. forget like how it's nice and i think like in skiing and snowboarding too right now it's definitely getting into that surfish kind of quiver You're like yeah i got my rock board i got my park board oh, i got yeah. like my pow stick you know and 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 you're circulating those like every now and then instead of like just getting a new board every couple of years you're like i'm gonna keep this one really nice right now because i want <laughs> i want this you know like i'll even go back i've been writing uh this there was this like made in usa k2 alchemist from like two years ago and i'll, I'll break that out on like a good day yeah. i'm like oh this thing's so sick you know since you brought it up, and we were going to get there, but let me jump there now. One, how cool is it being on K2 that K2 is like firing on all cylinders yeah, right That's now. a like, good way of putting it. They really are. But my actual question is, how cool is it to have someone who develops, and a snowboard engineer who develops snowboards like Justin Clark, or what is his Instagram? Yeah, yeah Jay, Jay Stone. Stone. Yeah. <laughs> but like- that guy rips on a snowboard. Yeah, Jay Stone can shred. But so when he presents something, it's not like like K2 didn't always have like the coolness, right? Right. So like you have some like K2 and this is like I love K2, we love K2, great. And this is actually a tip of the hat to them, but you're like picture I'm picturing some like old groggy like <laughs> yeah. here's a new snowboard I made for you, son. And then they bring Jay Cole or Jay Stone in and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of green lights going on at K2 the last three to four years. And 
And um, yeah, from the top to John, John Colonna and Tim Swore and then Tom Johnson that does the marketing to Jay Stone. And um, even now there's this guy, Jake Aldridge, and this kid, Michael, that does the boots. It's such a good crew behind the scenes there that it lets us, like when we go ride and we want to actually do some R&D, I'm like, hey, dude, like this board's really sick, but... Um, I hit up Jason about this new park board. We were, we were kind of helping develop it. I'm like, man, I, th- I, I might, I might be like speaking out of my box here, but I'm pretty sure this effective edge is like, dude, it's kind of running long. And he's like, that's so sick. Like I put those three prototypes together and that one did have that really long effective edge, but I was wondering if, if you, you like it, it off big jumps and if you felt it and I was like, it's just cool to work in that, like that flow with someone when like they're thinking the same thing. But they don't like, want what to... you're writing, right? And they're like, hey, is he going to notice this one has like a really long effective edge? And that's been really sick to develop boards and like you're really in tune with the person behind the scenes. Feels super lucky to be at a place like that. You know, it's 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 a lot of green lights happening and for a good reason. You know, everyone's putting in their effort. Like from a writer's standpoint, everyone's writing really good. And then from the behind the scenes, like everyone wants to make a product that is pushing the game. Like when he, when Justin made the alchemist, it like blew the lid off, you know, people are like, Whoa, that's crazy. What is this board? It looks like a Ferrari of snowboards or something. Everyone was saying it looked like a sports car and you're like, but they needed yeah. it. Snowboarding needed. Yeah. Stuff it was cool. Like that. It really like pushed the envelope in a really good way. So, um, yeah, just having, having K2 and, um, being within the last three years has been awesome. Um, we're going to keep it going for more. And like, I, one of those sponsors, like, do I hope we can keep it going until I'm like, I'm, I want to ride their board even after I'm pro, you know? And yeah. You could be on like a legacy contract. Yeah. It'd like be that's awesome. the goal, like, there's right? Just such a cool, yeah. Cool crew behind the scenes there. So feel super fortunate. I just love it. And maybe there's other brands that have someone, a snowboard engineer who totally. like rips. And but yeah, like, I'm sure like nowadays, I'm sure a lot of companies do, but that sure, has but. to help. So with everything yeah, credibility rips. if you're listening like, to this jay stone you're a ripper yeah like it's it's crazy was there a time after the olympics that you didn't have a board sponsor yeah so after the olympics i was an oppo okay. um what was that a, old brand apocalypse yeah yeah so yeah so they brought they brought they switched the name a bit brought it back kind of had like hopes and dreams uh, they were based in France, which was cool, but like kind of trying to come over to the U.S. was like it it's was a, a huge. Market. It was a bit tough, and and it didn't really it didn't really pan out the way like they were thinking. I think I, even after maybe a year one, so you know, the last year on, I was definitely like, okay. This is like you know, this kind of this is like a dead end thing, which is unfortunate. And so I took a year and I wrote a bunch of different ones, and then I spent like two years trying to do my own brand um, called Anthem, and it was just so hard to balance back and forth between being a writer and doing that and trying to do a factories and everything. And it was, I was just like, I either can be a pro snowboarder still or try to make this company. And it was like a turning point where I'm like, dude, we got so much gas left in the tank. Like, let's do this while we can. And that's when I signed with K2. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you ever go to market? Did you, we had prototypes and then we were getting ready to push them in the, in the factories. And then it was this year that like, I mean, factories get delayed a lot. And, um, it was in like 2019, um and yeah things were getting pushed back pushed back and i was like dude i can't do this like this is the season we wanted to go uh we were gonna do a small run and i i eventually just called it off and i was like dude i gotta focus up and that's when we filmed i was coming off of joy okay and i had 
I didn't even know I won rider of the year yet at that point, but I was like, dude, we got to, I wanted to run it back. You know, I was like, let's go hard this season again. And I knew I couldn't do that if, if we were going to be like pushing back boards and if I was going to have to like fly to a factory or something in the middle of the, the season and try to figure out if the boards are being pressed or not. And it was tough. Like it was definitely something that I'm glad it didn't start now, but I learned how, how hard it was to like, you know, make a company and start to think about other people and employing and, and, and sourcing and all this stuff. And it was like eye opening and, you know, companies work so hard to put out the oh. product to everyone. And I, I got a lot of respect for it. Now. And they like, we think they're making a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. Like they're doing okay. They're doing like, good, I'm not, but like, but like when you see how much I was like, if you ever worked, you probably never did, but anyone who's listening who worked like ski retail, like when you know, or snowboard retail, how much they cost and what you're selling them for. And it's then you add shipping and, and you're like, it's a whole thing. It's for the heart and soul for sure. What I'm trying to think of the right way to ask this. Was it a pride that you had to have had offers? From yeah. snowboard companies. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a couple of times where I'm like, I could have, I could have gone to so many places. Like, not, I was going to go maybe back to Nitro, Capita, like this and that. You know, there were offers on, on the table, and I was like, no, I really want to start this or like start it under you guys or whatever the case was when we first started. And then, um, yeah, I just tend to go like 110 percent anything into anything. So I was like, let's do this. <laughs> and there's probably a lot of red flags along the way that was like, maybe don't do this, but. Um, you learn from those things, right? And I think that's the greatest thing is like you can't look at that as something like an opportunity missed or this and that. I was like, I learned a lot from that and I, I really respect that. I remember I remember seeing it and being like, I don't think he has a board sponsor. And like, you know, it's neat to get the story because yeah. I'm like, there had to have been, you were coming off, I mean, you were, how old were you at that time? 20? I was like, yeah, between 20, well, let's see, yeah, 21, or I was out of it 21 ish, 22 to 20, what was it? Three, 25, 26. Okay. Yeah. So it was like three, four years in there. It was like skipped a year, tried to, and then ended up being on K2. Which is the best. Yeah. And, and it's like I mean, everything it's happens for a happened, reason, yeah. right? And like when I hit up K2, I, I didn't hit up Tom at first, I hit up uh, Justin. I was like, hey, dude, what's up with those boards? I just want a low key try one. Yeah. Like, don't and tell actually, anybody. I actually rode. Before I got one, I flew up to Oregon and was shredding around um, Bachelor, and I tried Gabe Ferguson's broadcast, and I was like, "Dude, this thing's so sick!" And you're like, "Shit!" Yeah, I was like, uh, "This board's really now. good." Yeah. Were you more excited to win gold at the Olympics or natural selection? That's a that's a good one. I, you know, a lot of people love. You know, it's like, what's better, an X Games or an uh, Olympic, and this and that. And, I'll leave it at this. Like they're both two different entities that required so much effort into each one of them that it was equally as gratifying, I think, afterwards. But in the moment, the Olympics was 100% just crazier. It's on such a There was nothing, yeah, there's nothing that can really compete with that. But I feel like just the effort that went into, like I've been snowboarding and competing in slopes down my whole life. So it, it was the only thing I knew. Whereas like pivoting to just riding backcountry and then taking the win at uh, Jackson, it felt like something like a reaffirmation. Like yes, you know, you, like you can you can put your mind to something and like and do it. You know, I was pretty gutted the first year because like, do I want to win the first one? It'd be so sick. You know, I put this in my head yeah. and, and I lost in like the quarterfinals. I'm like man, but you have to come in with year, that mentality. Yeah, you, can't you got come it. In, you like, can't be like oh, I'm gonna get six. You know, and you're me or like you're gonna keep getting sixth. Yeah, and so the yeah the last year I was I came in and I was like dude I'm 
I was telling my filmer and my family, I'm like, I'm straight up coming to win. And when the conditions weren't looking good, I was, I went straight back into competitive mode. I was like, this is perfect. Conditions aren't good. Like I can ride in chop. Everyone's ridden, riding the same I've course. I've ridden city, city big airs in China. Like I can handle some chop, you know? And so I just looked at it as a positive way. I'm like, dude, everyone's going to be struggling. And I even went, you know, I picked like the 14th slot of the first day and everyone was like, what? why wouldn't you want to go earlier the snow? I'm like, dude, you're not gonna be able to see the ice chunks underneath. Sure enough, the whole first four heats slipping out on Just the ice mess. and they couldn't see anything. And by the time we, me and Gabe rode in the afternoon, you could see everyone's tracks on the way down and it was a lot easier to ride in the afternoon. And me and Gabe had that like really good battle because like you could actually ride good. Yeah. Cause and you knew like, the so course I just went like bit. competitive yeah. mode. I'm like, dude, you gotta think, you gotta think on this. Like you don't want to drop first. It's like, four to eight inches of snow on ice like, yeah we not, want that sun it's going to be south facing like that sun's going to cook it it's going to warm up and it's going to be bumpy in the afternoon but you at least are going to be able to see the bumps so my question to back up a little bit natural selections invite only right yeah it is as of now you're yeah. right when you get that invite are you 100 percent i'm in or are you like oh shit i haven't done competition maybe I don't like the person I become when I do competitions or I don't want to be in that mindset. Cause it's a different mindset. It is a different mindset. Are you all in or are you hesitant? Um, I was all in, you know, like when I first got that invite on uh, the first year, I was like, dude, let's run this up. You know, bat I've been working so hard in the backcountry. It'd be so cool to, to, you know, portray the skills that we're doing in the backcountry in a contest format, you know? Um, so right away I was like, let's do yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, but actually this year I'm, I'm going to take a year off of it to go back to just film a little bit. And what's kind of cool is I'm going to go film, but you know, we, we talked with, um, you know, Liam and everyone behind the scenes at natural selection. And I'm like, I know I'm not guaranteed a spot. So, you know, like when I go film, I want to make sure I put out some good stuff this year so I can get an invite so get in. back, you know? So it was cool. It was a tough decision, but you know, for me competing, like I love competing and doing it in the backcountry, like we just said, it's so sick. But I want to really work on my free riding, and like that was something I took away from like the Alaska stop. You know, is like I want to get on, you know, someone like Torstein and Travis's level in free riding. And so I'm gonna take a year, and like I really want to like dive into that. We're gonna have a couple of film projects, but uh, really like work on my free riding skills, and like that's where my riding's at, and I love it. So we're gonna get into some terrain like that, and and I would like to come back and be stronger in that element. You know. It's crazy to me, at least outside looking in, obviously you have natural talent, but like you bust your ass for this still. I live for snow. I love snowboarding. Yeah, so but like much. I live for skiing. I, yeah. I think you can even argue, like I've had hundred day years, snowboard years. Like I like to say I can do both pretty damn well, but yeah, like. that's sick you do both. I suck at both. Like I'm fine. <laughs> but like, But like, right. you have to have natural talent, but like there are some people who are just like, they're just got it. Yeah. There it's yeah. And but it's like, it's that mixture of both. It's like, yeah, I know when I when I started clicking on snowboarding, I knew knew that I had that talent there, but yeah, you don't you don't get to a certain level unless you you work your ass off and uh I just I've been through like after the Olympics, I really didn't I had a couple of years where I was burnt out on snowboarding and I was like, dude, where, where do I even go? Well, that's like the worst type it, of snowboarding. Like yeah, it's not, but it's it, not, but it is. Yeah. When it, when hard. you're just run down and, uh, so now, man, I just don't take what I do f for granted. You know, I feel so, I feel so lucky. I want to just keep 
hustling and I just want to keep riding, you know, so and pushing myself and I just love snowboarding so much and feel super lucky to get to do what I do. So I want to have the most fun and ride as much as possible. And I'm like, I'm in this for life. You know, I want to be riding until I'm 70 or 80 or whatever yeah, the I, case is. So, um, yeah, I just have an extreme love for the sport and, uh, I love where it's at right now. I think it's, it's in such good hands and, um, yeah, I just, I really just don't take it for granted anymore because I, I've been in that, I've been in that mindset where I didn't love it and that sucked. Yeah. I think that, and I can't speak from, for myself, but I think when you're in that, like, Especially, okay, you win gold at the Olympics. It's like the all-time high. Like, yeah. you're on Jimmy Fallon or whatever you're on. Like, and you're just some punk kid who's like good at <laughs> snowboarding, right? Yeah. And you're like, I have all this. And then that ends and you're just like at, I don't know, a do tour stop, which right. is still huge, but like only for that small amount of people. So there has to be a mental like toll. Quick interruption. I know you guys love these, but it's time for a woodchuck hard cider break. Gluten-free since 91. The Woodchuck Amber Ale. Are we calling it an Amber Ale? I'm going to call it an Amber Ale. Um, Woodchuck Amber Hard Cider. These guys have been doing it for a long time, guys and gals, because they love cider. They like the way it tastes, and it's it's really a brand that started in America, started in Middlebury, Vermont. We love them. I hope you guys all love them. Certain states you can buy it online. And they have so many offerings. It's my favorite part about this Woodchuck Cider. It's not just like your typical cider. They have a Granny Smith offering, a Mimosa, an Amber offering, a Perseco. They sell variety packs, so you don't have to, you don't have to like jump all into one flavor at once. Uh, their website's amazing. Go to woodchuck.com. You can check out how they make the cider, why they make the cider, the innovation it took to make the hard cider. Woodchuck.com. Check it out. And before I let you all go, I've got to talk about boots, boot fitting, and more importantly, the last step of your boot fit, or maybe the middle step, is your footbed. That is what your foot lays on. That is why I am using the Cetus 3 feet Merino insoles. They make a low, mid, high, depending on your arch. So you can go, I believe it's, let me look up the website. I should know this right off the top of my head. Cetus, Cetus, S-I-D-A-S, dash, USA, dot, store. They have an insole finder for what you're doing. If you're running, if you're hiking, if you're skiing, snowshoeing, they have all types of options, and they tell you what you need and why you need it. They have a low, mid, high option. I'm loving the three-feet merino version because it's made for winter, made for skiing, keeps my feet a little warmer if I'm not wearing my heated socks. Um, Oh, I just love it. And here's like the bonus, bonus, bonus for me. My boots don't smell as bad as they normally would. They've got an amazing odor-resistant properties of merino wool. Again, go to cetus.us.cetus.com. I'm sorry, I gave you a couple call to actions there. us.cetus.com. They've got heel cups to stabilize your feet and ankles, increasing precision and control for all your winter activities. I am in love with these footbeds, and I'll say it again. We spend so much time and effort on our ski boots, and we forget about that maybe the easiest step is literally putting that insole on your boot. So, again, us.cetus.com, S-I-D-A-S.com. Now back to the episode. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, there there is a toll, and it. it's like however much you can handle. And some people, 
you know, just love competing in slope style so much that they don't want to make the transition over or not for years. And for me, it was something I knew if I didn't make the transition over to riding backcountry that I lose my love for snowboarding, you know? And I just like didn't, I, now I just hold on to it. I'm like, dude, was, this is the best, you know? I'm so lucky to get to do this and I'm hyped, man. Was I there a moment? Season. Was there like a specific moment in your life where you're like, I need to make this transition and I need to do it fast because people knew your name. It's real easy in this world to get lost. Yeah, not yeah. saying you do, it but like, fast. yeah. But not saying you do. I don't think you do this for the money or the. But like, you do it for the passion. But like, pays your bills. Yeah, it pays your bills. So you, you have you, to like. You got to know you only have a certain amount yeah. of time until you're like, dude, save up as much as you can. I, you know, there's so many case studies before us. I think. Um, I think for snowboarding, it was like, just came from like a punk background. It's so sick. And there's still a root to that, but you've also watched so many people like lose what they've had just because of oh, partying man. and this and that. And like, it's all, it's all good. And I fun mean, Nate and, Bozong went through like millions. Yeah. Yeah. You heard on his bomb hole. And it's like, you, we have such a good case study before, like, dude, let's go have fun. Let's like, let's still keep the punk in us a bit, but like, let's all make good decisions so that we can all keep doing this with our, <laughs> with your body or financially. It's like, we don't. You know, we're not making like soccer money out no. here. And it's like, you guys got to like keep it and, and just know that it doesn't last forever, you know? And uh, yeah, it can, it can go quick, but it was in the summer of 2016. I told all my sponsors that I was, uh, I wasn't going to compete anymore and I'm just going to film. And what'd they say? Uh, they were actually all really hyped because they knew, they knew that they knew I wasn't. They know before it. you know, most of the time. Yeah. And so they're all hyped. They're like, Hey, like give the, we know you're going to give it your all. It's not like they sat there were like, you have three years to put out like, the best <laughs> yeah, video yeah, part. Yeah. But they were like, dude, go down this road. We're so happy to support you. Do what you do best. And like, and we'll keep supporting you. It was just, it was just like mutual respect. Like That's cool. you take it to the level that you should be at. And like, let's keep this going. And if not, like we'll we'll come to that when it, you know. But they trusted you, it, which is but crazy. But they trusted me, which is Because at that time just, you weren't that you weren't yeah. who you are now i was like yeah and you know and i had filmed with haldor that year for Dayum that movie and i had so much fun filming and that that little short film was like a good success and i was like okay i'm starting to figure this out in between the competing and that's when i was like if i could just do this full time like do i think i could really like push the envelope on like what you can film on and so i just try to keep that mindset you know like just keep yeah, being I keep being young again you know it's it's, I think it's a good mindset to be in. Like, keep trying to push yourself. So that leads me to my next question. Well, I, yeah, I guess this is kind of a segue to it. If you think, I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this. I should have it written down, but I don't. So you're 29. If you were 21 right now, do you think you'd have the same success? as you as you do and as you are does that question make sense if i had gone to the olympics still and everything like made this yeah choices. say you were say you did beijing yeah right right or coming off beijing okay yeah like if i kept down that road no 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 if you if you were so you grew up in like this era of like snowboarding uh, was really if, hot really really hot if and i then was it 21 hit a now, yeah and then it's tough now for sure like for like for younger like kids internet's in weirder it. it's crazier everyone's you gotta be good posting on like tiktok and stuff everyone's and, like, good everyone's super good right yeah you watch like what's crazy to me and roundabout answer of this whole question is, it's a roundabout question yeah totally yeah it's a, <laughs> but it's a good one and i think just with snowboarding with where it's as 
you know, you watch other sports and man, there's so many good people. I can't believe there's only a handful that are on, you know, we're watching World Cup over here. You know, yeah. it's like it's crazy how many good like soccer or football players are in the world. It's snowboarding is just it's a it's a young sport, but yeah, you're seeing like you go to a training camp, everyone has sixteen twenties. It's just it's who insane. can put it down in like the runs nowadays. So yeah, I mean, if I if I was younger now, like I would I would like to hope so. Like I'd like to think that you know mentally I could you know get to the point I'm at now. Uh, but the time, but the thing is, like it, things are different for sure. The internet is like different. How you just how you get picked sp- up I mean, by sponsors? It's a like, bullshit question too. Like, like the sports evolved so much. Yeah. But like Todd Richards is always like, oh, if I was pro now, I wouldn't even like these <laughs> these twelve year olds who are better than me. Right. Like, yeah, it's crazy. They but- were creating the sport, and as were you. Yeah. I mean, at that and you time. Just try to create, I would just, you know, you try to create something for your own and be that image where like sponsors want to sponsor you and like, Hey, I'm trying to sell product for you guys. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to win a contest. I'm trying to like be my best. And those people shine out still. You know? Yeah. And it's so much more it's than hard. snowboarding it's too, right? Yeah. Like there's plenty of people who are like really good at snowboarding, but no one wants to work with them. Yeah, totally. And, and it's, it's that game where you're not playing for it's the beauty of snowboarding but it's also you got to know how to play the game a bit because you're not just putting points on a board in front of a stadium right you want you know if if someone's going to sponsor you like you got to you got to want to try excel the product and like be go to the sales meeting hey give input on the boards like try to better the company from wherever you can and yeah it's just a little bit of playing the game because you're not just a point guard, just like, yeah, dude, yeah. I'm just, I'm chucking You numbers. have more than one job I'm chucking to do. numbers up and I'm in the stadium, like I'm making millions. You're like, yeah, like if you, especially if you film, like you're not winning <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, every day. Like, yeah, I, I won Brighton today. <laughs> like I just put a beat down at Brighton. Everyone walked away and knew I won. Yeah. And like, I got a, I got a W, you know? Yeah. That- so you just, yeah, you gotta, you gotta play the game a bit and you gotta, you gotta go to those sales meetings and make your voice heard at the companies and want to be a, a part of the design process and yeah, just snowboarding's like, the easy part, right? Snowboard, like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's stupid, that saying. It's like, like snowboarding's the easy part, yeah, you know. But so yeah, me, like I, replying to people online oh. nowadays, even you know, and and it's it's a lot. Like I, I feel like back in the day when it was just Instagram, I was a lot better. And now you know people are messaging on all these different platforms. You're trying to get back to them. what goggles are these? What size do you wear? And I'm like. And then you, know, you miss something. Yeah, like, if you oh, miss something, miss you feel like, yeah, you gone. feel bad. But um, yeah, just trying to get to everyone and like, hey, this I ride the 160 Alchemist. Like, I love it. You yeah. know, this is how it rides. And when those boards drop, like, you got to be ready to be DMing like hundred people yeah. a day. Just like, hey, this is. It's like well, it's like know, that Eminem. It's I like ride. Stan that Eminem song. Like that's <laughs> a bad ending. But like, <laughs> dude, I didn't see this. Like I didn't yeah. get. It's not a diss on you. It's just I didn't. Like yeah, I have three hundred thousand people DMing me, like, yeah, totally. or who have to access like, to my pocket. Yeah, like, that is a crazy just trying to get to everyone, and uh, yeah, but that's what makes a cool community too. You're like, hey, oh, it's phenomenal. Yo, I had a good day in the antidote. I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. Well, you and know? they can see so you at Brighton, you had fun, right? Like, yeah. they can just run into you and like ride a chairlift with you. Yeah, like, that's cool. the coolest makes... thing about snowboarding, skiing. Yeah, just outdoor community is just it's such a good scene to be in, and uh, yeah, super fortunate. Yeah, it's awesome. We're we're getting close here, so I want to keep. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna rifle through a couple here. You landed the first ever cab double cork 1440. Yeah, right. Yeah, Aaron Style Hinsbrook. Are you? I don't ask if you're not if you're 
proud of it. I feel like you're proud of it. Maybe you're not. But like that was kind of like the start of really like chucking. <laughs> spin to win. I'm glad you said it, not me. Yeah. But like, was that a business decision? Were you proud of that? Or were you new? I mean, that, you know, fast forward two years, three years, 1620 at the Olympics, like that. Right. You had to, that was the progression of the sport. You had a job to do. Right. Yeah. And like Aaron Style, like when I did that, I was like, you know, it was, it went full on into like being a little kid and learning a trick, you know? And that was all that mattered in the moment. I was like, dude, I want to try Cab 14. I don't care what everyone thinks. I'm going to try it. I landed it. I was like, Good yeah, answer. I'm sick. And, and, what and you know what's interesting is like when I was in competing, I was definitely like, oh man, like now here we go, everyone's spinning and and I wanted to like pump the brakes again. I'm like, oh no, like what did we all start? What do we do? But at the same time, like when you take a step back, it's the natural progression of snowboarding. It's so I think it's sick. I'm hanging out with Su Yi Ming, watching him do backside 1980s and Rene, and then I'm watching. I'm watching a kid like Taiga Hasegawa, this up-and-coming Japanese kid. He's got all 418s. He's That's 17 insane. years old. His other favorite tricks are a cab three and a switch method. Well, right. So it's well, it's We can't cool just have a method contest it's cool every that, like, week. Yeah, it's cool to see that it's gone so far that there's people doing these 1800s, but then this kid can also switch method an 80-foot park jump. Where That's insane. I, I'm like, you ask any other pro snowboarder to do a switch method on 80 foot park jump terrified terrified yeah so it's kind of cool now like they're these kids are getting so just good at snowboarding in general and it's the is the natural progression they're going to be able to do 1800s they're also going to be do a better switch method than you (laughs) yeah like so it's it's that balance right you're like oh it's crazy everyone's doing these nut spins but then and you're like man if these kids actually went and snowboard and you're like that's the thing now. Like they're, they're good, good at yeah, snowboarding. Like, <laughs> they're not just good at spinning. So it's kind of like full circle now. Yeah, it's and it's competition, right? Like it just is what it is. Yeah. It's just always like I hate the spin to win personally. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. And, and it's it is it's sick to watch someone achieve that. And they're so and watch, smooth. And I'm watching now like that what Marcus Cleveland's doing. You know, I can't even crazy. comprehend doing that off of a jump or a knuckle and Dude, they got love for the game, you know, and it's you just can't insane. take that away. They're like, I want to progress this in any way and leave my mark on it. And it's sick. I yeah. mean, Marcus is doing 1980s, but also he made knuckle huck sick. You yeah. Know? Like, and everyone's chucking up knuckles. And, and that's what I love is like, we're, we're doing both. Yeah. Kind of. You now. got it. We yeah. figured it out. And uh, yeah, just too, one, you know, too much of one is too much. Yeah. It's like, I want to watch front threes all day, but I'll go watch a I Devin, want backside I'll watch a Devin Walsh part. I could and watch. And that thing's amazing. You I know? could watch Peter Line do a method over like a five foot jump and totally. I'd be like, whoa. Yeah, it's so sick. <laughs> like so, yeah, it's good to have both. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's one of those things. It's a necessary evil. You have to have it. And I think it's great. But as you say, it's like, these guys rip too. Like, yeah. They it's good can, to have both. It's crazy. Uh, you're plant based now. Yep. Yeah. Six years in. <laughs> you feel good? Yeah, I feel good. Works. Yeah, it works for me. Um, you know, I think classic. Like, started doing it. Like, yeah, six years ago, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna do a month. I'll be over. Once you do it. a month, then, you're yeah. In. And I'm like, oh, I'll just do it till I don't like it. And then, you know, and then I was super into it. I was like, oh, the lifestyle. So you guys should all do this. And I'm like, the last thing that I do now is like push things on people. I'm like, dude, you're eating like you're hunting prime or whatever. I'm like, dope. Like if that feel, works for you, you feel good? good. Like, I think that's yeah. the most important thing nowadays is like making sure your body feels good. Like it doesn't, not everything works for everyone, you know? And like, that's you, it. you gotta, you gotta just, it's, it's like, 
whatever you're putting in your body, like just know that, you know, you want to feel yourself and like, you want to feel good. If you don't feel good, you got to switch it up. You know? Yeah. It's, like, it's, I wasn't feeling good. I switched it up. I feel good. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's the best thing nowadays for me. I'm just like, dude, you got to do you and you got to figure out what like works for your body. Everyone's such a great answer. Everyone's so, everyone's so different. It's from, I've been be like, yeah, you got to do it. Like it's the sickest. And like, yeah, but I don't feel that good. I'm like, you're, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you got to push through. You gotta, it's, like, no. it's like, no, dude, I don't think this is working everyone's for me. You different. Know? It's, everyone's different. And, uh, I feel awesome. You know, I feel super good. And, um, you know, lucky to not have too many injuries too which has been amazing um yeah the whole whole body mind feeling feeling nice trying to keep it, it going it's like well you know, right yeah yeah i'm trying to keep stre- yeah you're at the you're I'm at the age like, we gotta now keep stretching you're getting now. there <laughs> you're getting there yeah you don't have to answer this what was your worst sponsor what was yeah not it doesn't have to be worse like the one i learned from the most i think was oppo okay if that's a good, I, like I feel that. like that's a good one. Just, I think like what? Let's. What's your funniest sponsor? Like I Loctite. think Loctite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's like that's like Loctite was insane. That, but that was in like that era of yeah. like Levi Lavalley on snowmobiles, which like kind of made more sense. But everyone yeah. is like one of those X Games deals. They're like, yo, here's some cheddar bisque, and you're like, all I'll right, what do I got to do? They're like almost nothing. You're yeah, like, just what? Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, look, that's for sure the funniest. Was there anything? horrible that like what's the dumbest thing you bought with loctite money we're just using loctite uh, money as a, a easy i don't yeah that's probably 2012 i was 18 probably just some dumb stuff for my friends like okay. just like yo let's ball out and like 18 like i got this one yeah, you I, know <laughs> but i've like i've never been one just because i've you didn't buy I've a maserati didn't, didn't buy, buy a yeah, maserati like- <laughs> i definitely got mentored a lot by people that have had money young and they just, you know, they put it, their wing around me and like, dude, have some fun, go do whatever. But dude, this doesn't last forever. Yeah. Like, and you can, this is good money. Yeah. Like you can and make this disappear quick. Yeah. You can make, it's, it's pretty easy for humans to make, you, to make money disappear. Yeah. Sure. Speaking of money, now that Nike's been in and out of the game. Yep. How do you feel about brands like Nike and everyone loved that boot. I never rode that boot, but like yeah. people loved their boots. Yeah, their boots were good. But like, do we like those brands being involved or do we want them to stay out? Yeah, it's like a tail as old as time, right? And it's in, tough when in they're, 30 when they're seconds. In and, yeah. Answer that in 30 when seconds. When they're in and out, I think it's really bad. When they were in, there was like a big push and there was like yeah. a lot of push Goggles. for snowboarding, which I thought was really cool. And I'll never take that away from them. But then, you know, just bouncing when like things aren't ending up on a on a spreadsheet. I think it's bad for the industry. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, first thing that comes to mind when I say, and I'm going to say a bunch of words here. Yeah. So I just love it. Yeah. Word vomit. Yep. Pizza. Cheese. Love. Hearts. Powder. Uh, I'm speechless. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Spicy. Uh, meatballs. Career. Snowboarding. Hot dog. Uh, the Dodgers, Dodger dogs. I don't know. That was so <laughs> Re- weird. Retirement, snowboarding, dream, uh, powder, TikTok, necessary. Do you have any hidden talents? Um, 
I don't think I have too many good hidden talents. Everyone knows all your talents. You're good yeah, at snowboarding. My, my only talent. I think your hidden talent is you're a motivational speaker, but you don't yeah. know it. Oh, I like that. I was, you know, I have one thing I do like is, is I like I like having conversations with people, and especially I'm used to getting questions asked to me. But I love I love conversation. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably hard for you because you just get on and you have to like answer a bunch of questions. You never get to. Oh, well, yeah, so, yeah. So it's easy and it's, it's always fun. You know, just you know, just reverberating that. Like, yeah, what's up with you? Like, what do you? Where are you from? Someone yeah. asked. I did an interview yesterday with an athlete, and before I was like, "Do you have any questions for me?" She's like, "Yeah, tell me who you are." And yeah, we like went for like thirty yeah. minutes. And that's I, like, awesome. It was really funny. Yeah, that's cool. Um, let's talk about why we're here. We don't call them douchebags anymore, right? Or, yeah, or DB D- DB Journey. DB Journey. Yes, sir. Tell us what we're doing. This will come out after, but right. people will know what's going on. They'll know what you're doing here. Yeah. Yeah, so I partnered with DB um, a little over a year ago. I've been friends with a lot of people that worked there throughout the years. Um, and, you know, they, they wanted to expand in a bunch of different areas and into the U.S. So... I signed on, we started working on uh, backcountry vest was a really big thing that we were working on. Um, and coming, I think it's coming out really soon. Um, and then uh, they gave me my own signature colorway of bags. So we got the snow roller, duffel, and the Fial backpack, which is just insane. Um, so hyped to be a part of it and like get to throw things, on, you know, your own inspiration onto a product is really cool. And uh, I'm really excited on how it turned out. Does that ever get old? It's like being, you know, kind of going back to being a little kid. They're like, what do you want on it? And you're like, I get to pick what's on it. And you're like, you try not to go little kid style where you're like, yeah, blue and yellow and this. You're like, hey, what's something that can look cool, has a little taste of of me, my inspiration on it, but also that people would want to like rock, you know? So, um, yeah, it, I'm really hyped on how it turned out. And uh, the whole collection, I think, looks really good. And they're available to purchase? They're, av- they're available to purchase after December 15th, which this will come out on, or after, or whatever. So, yeah, it'll be. When you, when you hear this, you can check it out the Sage Kotzenberg DB collection. It'll be out. Yeah. Um, I have one more final closer for you. But before that, where can people follow you? If you have people to thank, sponsors to thank, and like, what are you, what are we going to look forward to? What are you dropping? What do you have coming right. up? That's a long winded question. Yeah, no, totally. Well, yeah, follow me on social stuff. I'm always on there. I'm definitely going to work on YouTube now. We're going to go in and do a couple projects this season. Um, that'll be pretty cool. Some are going to come out in real time. Um, we want to do some backcountry awareness stuff. We want to do things like that, but also, um, yeah, we'll be doing some like pretty cool short films on there and probably some longer stuff as well. So YouTube will be pretty heavy on. And, um, you know, as far as thanking everyone, thanks for everyone that supported me throughout the years. I think it's it's so good. And I look up to so many people still in snowboarding and outside of snowboarding. So it's just, it's cool to feel that appreciation. You know, like I, I myself am a fan of other people. And so to just feel that love too from from people inside the snowboard community is awesome. I really just don't take it for granted, and want everyone to know that. And uh, as far as my sponsors for staying with me, especially you know when when I was down, and, you know the pivot, <laughs> the big pivot. So um, yeah, I got big love for all them. So much love. My last question, and maybe this is a YouTube thing. The people want an LTC reunion. <laughs> That's so awesome. Are we going to get one? Are we going to see one? I think you did one in 2017. Yeah, 2018. 2018. Yeah. This yep. is obtainable. This is obtainable. Yeah, the thing with that was in 2018, 
we kind of asked everyone like, does everyone have any projects going on or contests? And it was at this point, everyone's like, no, not really. And we all got together and made this thing. So, um, you know, as the years go on, it's, it's definitely something that can happen again. We would love to, everyone still (laughs) hangs out. It's usually just January through March. A lot of people are in different places, but making that organize organizing and making that happen would be cool. And love to hear that people are still. But no, it. no plan for it. No real plan for it. But it's been talked about. I'll say that <laughs> we all. Uh, I think we're bigger There's fans hope. of LTC than other people. No, we're like, I disagree. LTC was sick. I think people know, and I think if you do it, it has to almost be like the same like it has to be low budget yeah oh yeah like, like it has to well, be germ sell his nice red yeah, camera like, yeah. and get like a like crappy it's camera be, again it's gotta be low budget for um, sure thank you this Dude, was thank great. you this was an awesome yeah, chat i appreciate yeah, it yeah i appreciate it